This is Behind the Cut with Christopher Grenland, the companion show to Not About Lumberjacks. Behind the Cut is an in-depth look at the latest episode of Not About Lumberjacks and likely contains spoilers of the most recent story. You've been warned. The world is burning and we're all overworked and busy. At least it feels that way sometimes. And it's seemed amplified in recent years. A worldwide pandemic, a change in the way many of us have worked, and those who don't have the luxuries some of us have in our jobs forced to risk their health and lives to make ends meet. Or quit and figure out a new way to survive. At first, there were almost whimsical articles about how we'd all have time to write that novel or do the things we always told ourselves we'd do if only we had the time. But time is a weird thing when you see people getting sick and dying, and many of those people who told themselves they'd get to that passion project after their sourdough bread was done never did. There's no shame in that. This might seem a rather maudlin way to open a behind-the-scenes look at the latest episode of Not About Lumberjacks, but if you've listened enough, you know Behind the Cut sometimes isn't even about the episodes. As we look ahead to a new year, it's natural to wonder what lies ahead, especially in a time when we've become used to not being as sure about things as it may have seemed we were before COVID and other things hit. Last year was a productive year for Not About Lumberjacks. Listenership practically doubled, and especially near the end of 2021, episodes flowed. What's easy to forget is that I didn't release a thing until June when a deathly mistake saw a return to regular stories. I was writing, but like so many other people, Finishing things seemed exhausting. Granted, I was working on a contract basis after being unemployed for much of 2020, when the COVID pandemic started. A novel I had been shopping around demanded more time than short stories, until querying ran its course and I went into the annual writing retreat with a friend in May knowing everything I'd written toward as an adult had changed. The book I felt was my best shot at traditional publication had more partial and full manuscript requests than anything else I'd ever submitted, some by agents I dreamed about representing me, but was ultimately rejected with the typical response I often get. This is wonderful. You're a good writer and this is an ambitious project, but I'm not sure how I'd market this. And I get it. Looking at the stories I've shared on Not About Lumberjacks, there's no real unifying element, other than everything's written by me. One month, I'm sharing a ridiculous story about friends fighting a demon made whole by the torments of their younger days, and then we're in the woods of East Texas chasing an ivory-billed woodpecker. Hell, this year's Christmas episode was all over the place. 
So, it's not surprising that once fantastic elements creeped into an otherwise literary novel I was shopping around, that agents stepped away. That, and just like the rest of us, many agents were overwhelmed by the state of the world. In fact, some later discussed how they ended up behind on things and did their best just to stay afloat. Taking care of existing clients in a changing world was hard enough without wading through queries on top of everything else. And because the novel that was passed on is the first in a series, and I'm one more into writing what I love than what I think might sell, I'm not willing to set that story aside and write something more commercial. I thought I was going to be depressed when the end came to submitting a magic life. I almost prepared for it, but it never came. And then I thought, well, give it time. It will. It's not that I felt nothing when the end presented itself, but I think part of the reason it didn't hit so hard is I have not about lumberjacks. There's no other way I'd prefer to pay the bills than writing fiction. A perfect day for me is waking up and writing, then puttering around after Cynthia wakes up, and hiking after breakfast. A nice lunch, and then more writing. Writing novels was always the dream, but I also know most people who set out to write fiction full-time never do. Some of the greatest writers who lived, who are alive right now, and who will write in the future do it all while maintaining a day job. That's another reason I think A Magic Life Coming to an End didn't hit like I expected. I have a good job. It's obviously not what I'd prefer doing, but I work with a great group of people at a company that provides the most security I've ever had on my own. Between work and knowing I can ultimately release a magic life and all that follows on Not About Lumberjacks, it was all a bit easier to take. Last May was the first writing retreat with my friend Deacon that I didn't work on a magic life. I worked on a deathly mistake for Not About Lumberjacks instead. It's not surprising that once I looked at traditional publication as a thing that wasn't going to happen for me, I turned to the one thing I can count on when it comes to writing stories, this show. No matter how weird or hard life might be at a given time, and the past couple years have definitely been different, I'm usually able to write and record a story for the show. Even when the demands of my day job take priority, I can still find time to eke out the weird little tales I tell. The end of 2021 was not just productive for Not About Lumberjacks, but a deathly mistake, calling out of time, Milk Boy, and In Cypress Slough are among my favorite stories on the site. And they were all written when I was facing down the end of a work contract, and possibly unemployment again, and then while starting a full-time position in September. I understand the past couple years have been a rough time to be creative. Some days it's enough just to get out of bed and make it through the day. I spent most of the COVID pandemic hovering waiting to see if the virus could be defeated and, 
waiting to hear back from agents if they were interested in the best book I've written to date. It was agonizing at times, especially when the interest was there for a magic life and it seemed like something more might finally happen with it. But sometimes things don't work out like we hope. A magic life faced rejection and COVID rates began to climb again. Sitting still is good for only so long, it became clear to me that waiting longer wasn't going to change anything. So I wrote and recorded a story about death collecting the wrong person, and that kicked off a great half year of writing during a busy and turbulent time. I don't know what 2022 holds. I hope it's the year COVID becomes a thing we largely tame with an annual vaccination like the flu. I hope it's the year people get back to selling books in person and that those sending stories around the traditional way see great things happen with them. And, of course, I hope those doing things on their own have a great year as well. I do know, at least for me, that it's possible to write and record stories I love during busy and choppy times. Six or seven episodes in 2022 is the goal for me, no matter how busy life gets. The time is there for the effort if I claim it, and the effort ensures there's time. It's a good cycle for me, and definitely one of the bigger things I plan to focus on in 2022. Thank you for coming along. And thank you for listening to Not About Lumberjacks and Behind the Cut. Theme music for Behind the Cut is a tune called Reaper by Hrazen. Visit nolumberjacks.com for information about the music, the episodes, and voice talent. After writing and recording five episodes in seven months, well, eight stories if you factor in the recent Christmas episode, I'm taking January off. I have plenty of stories in various states of readiness, so we'll all see what comes along in February and the rest of 2022. I hope we all have a great year, in spite of anything that may get in the way. Until next time, be mighty and keep your axes sharp.